0: You're listening to the Church 2911 Sermons podcast. You can find notes for this message, along with more information about our church, by visiting church2911.com. Here's our lead pastor, Rick Hand, with this week's message. So you know there are a lot of relationships last week we talked about we talked about the marriage relationship was a little thing in there about sex toward the end of it so i don't know if y'all came back thinking that you know we're gonna we're gonna go a little deeper in that my wife's here so uh she knows we're not uh that's why she's here right um but today you know there's a lot of relationships and you can make any relationship in your life be the most important you pretty much get to choose that whatever you're you get to choose which one is most important you can make your hunting dog your most important relationship, and I, I, I've got some people, some friends, that I'm kind of, I kind of wonder if that's what they've done. You know, is it their hunting dog is it their most important relationship in their life? You know, you can make any of them most important. Today we're going to talk about the one that should be the most important. So who's that? God, right? Yeah. If there's anybody that's more important, if there's any relationship more important than you and your spouse, it is you and your God. Okay. Now. But here's where we gotta begin. Because you can't have a relationship until you meet somebody, right? You can't have a relationship with someone you don't know. So you gotta at least have a, a meeting or an introduction. And, and, and you know, um, you can, uh, anybody here, I, I know a lot of you introverts, right? Yeah, but has anybody here ever introduced themselves to someone? <laughs> you know, yeah? So you can do that, right? Huh. Not many of you, we got a ton of introverts in here today, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah but you can introduce yourself to somebody, so sometimes you know we do that or whatever there's a lot of ways to get an introduction got any got any people that are in sales here in anybody in sales in sales got just a handful of people in sales I mean you don't wait for the door to open, do you <laughs> no you <laughs> you don't wait to get the foot in the door you're actually the one pushing the door open if at all possible. There are a ton of ways for us to get an introduction or to meet somebody okay but there's only one way to meet God and that's through Jesus Christ now Jesus and, and we've said this a whole lot over the past few years you know Jesus is either a lunatic or a Lord you know he or a liar I mean he is okay but if you believe he's the Lord then whatever he says you got to believe it's true and he said he is the only way to God I got I got you a scripture right here John chapter 1 verse 12 he says but to all who received him talking about himself who believed in his name he gave power to become children of god it is through jesus christ you have power and and that word also there if you look in the greek it can mean authority you have right to become if you believe in jesus christ if you accept him you receive him if you accept jesus christ as your savior if you believe in him and, and what his name stands for that he is jesus he is he is our christ our lord our messiah our deliverer our savior if you believe in, in, in what his name stands for, who he is, and receive him, then you have the power to become the sons of God and the daughters of God. You have the power to be the children of God if you believe in him. So that's where it begins. And if you're not taking that step yet, then uh, you might say, well, the rest of this sermon probably doesn't re- apply to me. Oh, yes, it does. Because what I want to share with you today is uh, what you can have. Not, not, not just that first step but what you can have through all that just think about it when you know when someone becomes engaged you know to uh, someone to be their spouse you know i mean it's not you know that engagement you, you want to make it really special right a lot of you want to make it special do do certain things and make sure you got a camera crew there picking up you know everything making sure it's all taken up uh, on, on camera and uh you do all that and then is that it is that the end no it's just the beginning you want to make that special, but all of it's gonna be special as you learn to grow in one another. And that's what a relationship with God is. But it begins with Christ. At the end of this sermon, we'll we'll come back to that and have a prayer of that. But it's this easy. Just accept Jesus Christ. He's already done the hard part. He died for our sins. So he's done the hard part. All we have to do is have faith in him. Okay, so that's the beginning, but that's not the end. Have you ever um, known anybody for a long time? And then you learn something new about them. <laughs> you say, I never knew you were a ventriloquist, right? So, you know, anybody had any ventriloquist friends? Or, or, I mean, you know, you, and you learn something. You know, uh, I never knew you were a unicycle repairman or something like that, right? I mean, you learn something about them. You know what? This relationship with God, if you know, we talk about how you, you know. Sometimes we say, if you're doing it this way, if this is happening, what you're doing it wrong. <laughs> you know. If you do this relationship with God right if you do it right you are constantly going to be saying I didn't know that about you God because there is so much about him he is so big and so awesome and you know what he takes in the time I mean y'all ever y'all on Bibles you ever you ever seen a Bible or whatever somebody was telling me last night about a Bible that they that they have this that's this thick And I I thought, man, it's got to be several different translations if it's that thick or whatever. But have you ever seen a Bible? You know what what all that is? It is God introducing himself to us so that we can see and know who he is. And look, these are just the names of God. These are Old Testament and these are New Testament. These actually got a lot of the the Hebrew right there and then the explanation. These are just go ahead in the English and so we know what we know what these all kind of stand for pretty much except for emmanuel yeah that was that was one but it means god with us and so these are the you know and and, and all the stuff that god says and he teaches and and the way when jesus came and the the things that he did and and so we can look and we can infer from the way he treated people and acted you know more about the nature of god but this is just and this is not all of them I, i actually cut it down because i couldn't get them all on the screen you know, it's where you could read them. Some of you are probably squinting back there in the back, right, just to read those. Well, they're in the sermon notes if you want to see them. And all of these that are there, and, and I mean, if you want to dig into them, you can dig into them. But, but listen, my purpose this morning is not to share with you a ton of information. My purpose is to hopefully encourage and challenge you to have a deeper relationship with God. But That's my purpose today, so I, I'm not going to go through all these, but here's, here's what it, the reason I brought these I wanted you to see God saying, hey, I'm this, hey, I'm this, hey, I'm this, but you know what happens to most of us? We find one or two of those attributes of God, and we kind of make God all about that one or two things. Now, you know, if you're following God, then, then uh, you're already over here. You know he's the, he's the redeemer. He's the resurrection and the life, so we know he's, he's the son of God. We know he's all those things. But, you know, maybe you needed healing. And so you've gone over there and you, you've picked up uh, the, the Jehovah Rapha, the Lord that heals. And you've picked that one up and you know that's who he is. Or maybe you needed provision and you picked up Jehovah Jireh. And I know he provides. Man, he's provided for me. There's times that I, I, there was no answer. There was no way anything, you know, everything was falling apart. There was no way I was going to receive what I needed. And then God just showed up, Jehovah Jireh, yes, yes. Or maybe, maybe you know him as Jehovah Shalom because of all the crap going on in your life, because of all the, the trouble going on in, in the world and around you, and, and you've just learned that, man, he's peace. He just brings peace. And, you know, and and that's awesome that you found that out, but the problem is most of us, I mean, if you pick those things out, you're missing so much more of who he can be. And you know, when we only pick out one or two, and, when we, only, and, we, and we think that's enough, well, I know, I know he's Shalom. I know he's that. You know, I know he's Jireh. I know he's the provider. If you pick that, that's that's almost like saying, "Well, you know, I need that one today." <laughs> you know, and next week, uh, I, God, I need you to be this one today. You know, and 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 that's that's not really the the attitude God wants us to have toward Him. He gave us all of these names because He wants us to know all of who He is. He wants your relationship with Him to be all of it. Now, last night, uh, we went to a little surprise birthday party. We came home. We had these, little, uh, had these l- little glow stick things, you know, and you could stick them together and make little circles. And I had Adeline, my little four-year-old granddaughter, in my lap, and I put them on my head. I said, look, I got a crown. So, well, she had to have one, you know, because she's the princess. I mean, we have to go eat Majestic Pies all the time because she calls it the princess place because she gets to sit in the, sit in the throne, and it's in her picture made every time that she's there, right? Okay, so she had to put one on her head, and so she's, princess adeline and i said well what's my name well i'm prince pop and david walks by and i said and there's queen nana and she said she said no that's our baker (laughs) (laughs) and so she got up and baked us some cinnamon rolls this morning right (laughs) and so i said y'all make sure to thank the baker for baking this morning right but I wonder, do we treat God like that sometimes? No, he's not queen. He's not king. He's not over everything. But he's that, and he's that, he's that. No, he's all of that. And you see, when you really have, when, like, go back to that, say it again. If you're doing it right, he is all those things to you. If you're doing it right, that next slide, how did I say it this way? A true relationship with Jesus will give confidence in every aspect of his personality and his abilities when you've got a true relationship with him, you might not understand all of those things and you might not see every one of them in your life in a given year or whatever, but you will have confidence in all of those things that you won't just be confident that he can heal or you won't be confident that he can bring peace, but you will be confident that he can do all of those things that you need him to do. That true relationship with God. If if you're doing it right i mean if you're really going after him i mean he wants to show you he has all those things and 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 i know i know this is part of our life the way we do it because i mean i i have people tell me how they know that they know that they know and then oh but you know we got this over here (laughs) you know it's like i know god but uh, you know this is really tough right here you know we need to be able to just say and, and 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 when we do it right when we go after it hard and we 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 don't want just you know that one over here at the bottom we don't just want him to be our redeemer and and to give us eternal life one day but to believe that he is all of those things that i need right now and today and what i'm going to need tomorrow and for the problem i don't even know about yet that's coming next month and next year and, and this battle that's going on now in eastern europe or the next battle that comes or the next war that happens and That is that he is going to be whatever it is that we need because his, his word says he is this and this and this and this and this and all of these things And when we understand all that And we're able to stand in the confidence. That's what I want you to have I, I You know, I, I said last week. I, I'm tired of hearing about people's problems. I don't mean don't tell me anymore But I'm tired of just hearing about problems. I want to hear about the God that is over the problems I want to hear about the deliverance I want to hear about the miracle thank you Joey Ellenberg for telling me about one last week I want to hear about those kinds of things. I want you to tell me, I want to know what that you know he is every one of those things on that previous slide I want you to know that let me let me just show you remind you of some people in Scripture who knew that God was all those things the first one is Job you all know there is nobody in the Old Testament that suffered more than Job did. But you know what he said in 1926? He said, And after my body has decayed, yet in my body I will see God. That when this body that he is gonna give me a new body, and standing in that body, I'm still gonna see him. That's the kind of confidence he had. Even nobody suffered more than Job had suffered. And yet still he had this confidence. Or, or Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, you know the story, right? Three guys are gonna be thrown in the fiery furnace if they don't fall down and worship this idol. Maybe you didn't know why they got thrown, in. That's, that's why they got thrown in the furnace, is because they wouldn't worship the idol that the king, King Nebuchadnezzar, had commissioned to be made. And they wouldn't bow down because they said, no, we're just going to worship Jehovah. And he said, well, if you don't bow down, we're going to throw you into that fiery furnace. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied, Oh Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you. I like what the King, the king, well, the king James says that and translates it. That King James reads that Hebrew and says, this is what they were saying. They were saying, we are not careful to answer you, O King. Now that's kind of in your face a little bit, right? You know, and this is, I believe this is the uh, New Living Translation. We do not need to defend ourselves before you. If we are thrown in the blazing furnace, the God whom we serve is able to save us. And a lot of us get that, but they went on your majesty, but even if he doesn't, oh, wait, no, no, see, that's where we failed, right? That's where we slipped. what if he doesn't? But what if he doesn't? What did they say? But even if he doesn't, we want to make it clear to you, your majesty, that we will never serve your gods or worship the gold statue that you have set up. That our God is able to deliver us, but even if he doesn't, because of who he is, because of my relationship with him. You see, that's where a lot of us, this, where we get stuck is because it doesn't work out the way we want it to work out. And then we kind of fall apart on God. God, why, why didn't you do this? But God didn't say that he would deliver us away from all of our problems. But he will give us the strength, the peace, the provision To deliver us through or from our problems he will deliver us no matter what and so sometimes we 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 miss it and don't remember that wait a minute god's in charge of this he saw he saw eastern europe but he saw your battle this week too a long time before it happened and he's already provided whatever it is you need Let, let me go on this this is paul the next slide these are these are some of the writings of paul Okay, Uh, and he said this second timothy chapter 112, but I am not ashamed of it for I know the one in whom I trust Can you say that? I want I want you to be able to say that I know the one in whom I trust And I am sure that he is able to guard what I have entrusted to him until the day of his return Everything that I put in his care When I put my kids in his care in the morning, when I put my grandkids in his care in the morning, I am confident that he is able to hang on. He is able to to hold on to. He is able to keep what I have entrusted into his care. This is what Paul, can you say that? I want you to be able to say that. I want you to have a relationship with God such that you can say that, that I, I know in whom I've trusted and that he can take care of everything that I've entrusted to him. But then he goes on, this is maybe the best, it's definitely in the New Testament. Paul writes, and I, I, I paraphrased, or I took out some of this because it was just so long and skipped through, but there's the whole thing in the sermon notes. He says, what shall we say then to these things? Man, this, I, I want you to be able to say this. I want, you to, I want you to be able to, I want you to have a relationship with God that you can say these kinds of things, that if God is for us, who can be against us? Y'all heard that one before, right? Right? This, this is the context that it's in. What shall we say then to all of these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? Yet in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. We are more. In all these things we are more than conquerors. I, I, man, I want that for you. I want you to have that attitude of being more than a conqueror. I, I, I need to go on. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor heights nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Wow, what confidence he had. I want you to have that confidence. I want you to be able to say those kinds of things. And that when, when trouble comes your way, for you to be able to say, but I know. In whom I trust, and no matter what happens, I am fully confident He is able to keep what I've trusted. You see, God gave us His Word so that we could know, for fact, for fact, who He is. You see, one of the, one, one of the problems we've got today, and this is not a brand new problem. It's just I think more, a little more prevalent today than maybe it's been in a long time. Is we want to define God by how we feel about him or by our experiences so well let me, I know that's what scripture says but let me tell you who God has been to me let me tell you something about scripture scripture says about itself the Word of God says about itself the Bible says about itself there is no scripture that is of private interpretation now you say well uh, maybe I don't agree. No, here, here, you can't only agree with parts of it. <laughs> the Bible says there is no private interpretation. You don't get to pick and choose. Well, this is my interpretation. This is my interpret. This is my inter- this. No, there is no. It is what it is. We take it as it is. But what we have done, and listen, I'm talking, I'm ta- I know I'm preaching, as they used to say, preach to the choir. I'm preaching to the choir this morning. I'm preaching to church people this morning. But Christians, we're not careful we let our experiences and we let our feelings and we let our emotions get in the middle of how we define our relationship with god and actually who god is and we say well i, I just, no 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 well but that scripture no 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 it either is or it isn't it's all or nothing and thank god for that i'm glad he gave us his word so we will know for fact because my emotions lie to me. They they mess me up really big, They're, man. If you catch me at the wrong time, you know. I, and pastor's just being honest, okay? You know, I'm try I try not to lose my sanctification, as we also used to say all the time. But you catch me at the wrong time when my emotions been lying to me, you know. And you might not like me as much as you like me on Sunday. But you might not like me a lot right now, you know. I don't know. <laughs> You might not like me as much because our emotions lie to us. Our experiences lie to us. You know why? Because experiences are subjective. They're about point of view. They're about where I'm standing because something looks different to me than it looks to you. I mean, you guys see that, all those letters and everything up on, I see a black wall back there. Perspective changes all that. That's why we need something that is totally objective and he gave it to us this is his word the bible scripture he declares it that and he says this is it and we either take it or we don't take it but thank god that's why i implore upon you to take it because it's the only fact that we have in in, in all of this world everything else is hope so or i feel so or i thought so or last time it happened this way but but None of that helps me deal with what I'm dealing with. That's why you need to read the Bible. Because if you're expecting me to give you everything I can in 30 minutes or so on a Sunday morning so that you can, you're going to be messed up eventually. You need to be filling your life with the Word of God. And that's also this tendency to follow our feelings. To do our own thing, to do it our, our own way it's why we need relationship with other Christians, like grow groups. That's why you need to be in a grow group. If you've been around here a while, you've heard us talk about, especially me, talk about having a that stupid friend. And if you don't know what that is, let me just explain to everybody or those of you that have forgotten, okay? You need someone, at least one person in your life that you have given full permission to look you square in the eye and tell you that's stupid. You need somebody like that because if you don't think about it how do cults raise up right out of Christian churches because they just kept talking in their own little circles and somebody had this idea and somebody had this experience and somebody had these things and all of a sudden you got a cult because they allowed nobody outside the circle to say that's stupid I mean we we went to a church one time back when I was a when I was a young guy um, my mom, uh, back, back when I was a kid, somebody in your family had a singing group. I mean, if you were in church, every, there were singing groups everywhere. And we'd, we'd travel, you know, and we went to a church one time, and uh, they fasted. They had this fast thing they did, and all you could eat when, they were on, when the pastor called a fast, if it was a week or it was a month or whatever, all you could eat were onion sandwiches. And I still hadn't figured out what scripture it was that came, to the, that came to somebody, but that is what they did. Yeah, I, I I got a friend that he went to he went to preach at a church one time. And said, I'm sorry, that really messed some people up. It's gonna be a while before y'all come back, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I just I would just do a total fast, right? <laughs> just do the total fast. That's that's what happens when you don't allow other people to challenge you, and that's why you that's why you need people in your especially listen to me, especially older people, older Christians. I mean, if they're, if they're an older person that's only been a Christian for a week, no, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about older Christians, experienced Christians, Christians who have been through tough times and can say, like Paul said, I know that you tell them something, but this is what I feel, and they say, mm, no, that's stupid. I know in whom I have believed, and I am fully confident. That's why you need people like that in your life, to challenge you and say, that's stupid, to, 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 to help you see that, you're not interpreting this. Sh- okay, and, and I, I didn't mean to spend that much time in grow groups, but there it is, okay? And that's, that's why we need grow groups, okay? Let me, let me throw one more thing at you real quick. We, uh, we talked about the Bible. We talked about connecting. Let me, th- let me throw this other thing at you. It's about time. You know, uh, time is the asset of great relationships and the downfall of neglected relationships. If you spend time in your relationship... It is going to be a great asset to you. It's going to make it deeper. It's going to make. But if you don't, if you neglect the time, what happens? That's that's how you you lose your relationship. I think about somebody that used to be your great friend two, three, four, five, ten years ago. Some of you, and you haven't spoken to them in that long. What's the relationship like? You don't have one. Time is either your greatest asset or it is your greatest downfall. Same thing with God. If you spend an hour and fifteen minutes with Him like right now and that's it a week what kind of relationship do you expect to have but if you and and, and how do we do this prayer you know not just reading not just connecting with other people but prayer you need to be talking to God Uh, Paul says pray without ceasing or or never stop praying is one translation never stop praying Now, how do you do that well y'all y'all ever been around a talkative person they never shut up they talk all the time right Well, you know, your mind is moving all the time. And so, you just include God in all of that. And all day long, as you start seeing things and thinking about things and worrying about things, you include God in all of that. It doesn't mean you drop to your knees every five seconds and you i got to pray again. It means that you're talking to Him all the time. And you include God in all of that. Man, if you would ever get that, it would revolutionize a lot of your lives. So, we talked about, who and what, and why, and how. We've not talked about when, right? But when. I like that scripture that says today or now is the day of salvation. This is the best time right now. No time like the present. There's a, we've referred to this uh, story a whole lot the one about the, the young man that was rich, had a lot of possessions, and in uh, Matthew chapter 19, I'm not going to go into it, but just, just say this too. Jesus had this DTR conversation with him to find a relationship because he came bragging, talking a good game, you know. I've done this and this and this and this and this for God. Wh- what do I need to do to be perfect? Now, he seemed like he was really, but Jesus saw right through all that. And he said, and he, and he challenged him with the thing that he knew he wouldn't do. <laughs> Talk is not enough. Thinking about it is not enough. Planning it is not enough. You know, I know, I know people that buy, you know, they'll, they'll go Amazon and they'll buy a, a, a devotional Bible or something, that is great, I'm glad you did. But if it just sits on your nightstand or you download an app and I can give you some, several great apps and as, uh, pretty much every staff member here can give you a great app if you need an app or something. But if that app just sits unopened on your phone, You know, you you can think all you want to. You can talk all you want to. You can plan all you want to. But until you actually do something, I'm going to tell you a quick story if I can. I just lied. It's not a quick story. But I'm going to tell you a story if I can. (laughs) All right. When I was 15 years old, when I was 15 years old, hanging out with some of the guys from the church. And we used to hang out a lot when we were teenagers. We, we, We had a tight, tight group and we hung out a lot. And we were talking. And it came up that one of the guys had broken up with his girlfriend. All right, now, th- I was 15, so we were kind of, you know, most of the guys around you, know, we were we were all getting close to that driving age, but most of us couldn't drive yet. So when we talk about dating, you know, we're not talking about dating. We're talking about, you know, jumping in somebody's car after church on Sunday night to go to eat, out to eat. Yeah, and uh, yeah, we used to go to church on Sunday nights, too, yeah. <laughs> um, and, uh, and so, you know, he said that, well, a couple of the other guys that were in this, I don't remember what we were doing, but they started talking about how they would like, To ask her out you know if she's available they'd like to ask her out it was not long after this and again I'm not talking about taking them out on a date you know because of that but so it wasn't long after it wasn't that night I know but it was sometime really soon after that we also got together and we went to a uh, a, a revival at a local church I don't know if y'all know what revivals are revivals are what we used to do when we had more than an hour and 15 minutes to give God every week (laughs) did I say that out loud good because I meant to <laughs> so when we challenge ourselves that we ain't got enough time Okay, right, so we go to this revival and uh, we've been invited so we've got some friends over there so we go over there to that church and we all go in one car we get there now that we got some friends there so we got two cars so after the service is over we're all dividing up in cars right and uh, so now that we got an extra car you know and so we're able to divide up and and so most everybody gets in, the, you know, is getting in the car that they came in, you know, the one that we came across, you know, for a few miles away, not really across town so much, um, and, uh, and then, but one of the guys says, well, I think I'll ride over here because there's a lot more room over there, you know, because he was riding in the backseat between me and another guy, you know, and he's like, I'll, I'll ride over here because there was a girl driving that car, but that wasn't the reason he was driving over there because this girl that he wanted to date, you know, the one that had just broken up with her boyfriend, she was gonna ride in one of these cars, and so he was going to try and get her in the car. He was just playing. Everybody knew what he was doing. <laughs> I mean, he had a plan, right? So he was getting her over there. Well, there she was, standing between the cars, trying to decide which way she should go. And I said, "I said, get in, get in." And let me tell you what I got from her. I got to look. Here's what I didn't know. I didn't know that the guy that was sitting there on the back seat with me he had been calling and calling and calling her and he wanted to date her and she did not want the other guy was too but you know she if she had to date one of them and she wanted to be this guy and now i'm throwing her in the back seat with this guy and so i get one of these (sighs) kind of things. that's my best uh 14 year old female impersonation i give you okay i get one of those kinds of things but she climbs on in the back okay and so she's there and everything and so we, we we crank the cars up and we're backing out And uh, I think where we're going is just about two miles down the road. And so, you know, if you're going to make your move, guys, y'all better make it quick. And so I do. I reach over and I take her by the hand. See, y'all didn't know I had a plan too, right? (laughs) But here's the best part. I didn't just take her hand. She took mine. When I reached out and held her hand, she held it back. You know what I mean? She held my hand back. Fifteen years old. Now, now, a, a, a few Days after that, the guys are all together again, and we're kind of talking about that. And they said, yeah, Rick, I saw Rick. Rick just played it cool and quiet, didn't let anybody know what was in his mind, you know. Had us all thinking, you know, we're all vying for this one girl, and then Rick just kind of moves in. And then the guy who drove the car that night, he's the guy just a little bit older than us because he's got his license, he said, he said, yeah, truth be told, I was actually thinking of asking her out also. (laughs) And uh, so there was... There was one that was thinking about how to approach. There was one that was talking about how to approach. There was one that was planning how to approach. And there was one that acted on the approach. (laughs) And which one do you think ended up with the girl? Well, you can ask her yourself. She's sitting right here on the front row. (laughs) Now I'm going to be in trouble for all the stuff I got wrong <laughs> <laughs> in the last five minutes. But here's my point, right? Here's my point. You can think about it all you want to and just be left sitting in the back seat all by yourself, mm-hmm. holding your own hand. <laughs> you can talk about it all you want to. You can plan all you want to, but unless you act on deepening your relationship with God, it is not going to happen. You have to do it. So please do it. Thanks for listening to the Church 2911 Sermons Podcast. If you have a need, we would love to pray with you. You can connect with our prayer team by emailing prayer at church2911.com or by texting 205-476-2911. You can learn more about our church by visiting us online at church2911.com and by connecting with us on Facebook and Instagram at church2911. We hope this message has encouraged you and reminded you that God loves you and has an amazing dream for your life. As always, we dare you to dream.